Israel Adesanya is heading to divorce court. Only he was never married. This is a crazy story. We got that and UFC predictions. Next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. This is the community. MMA with your host, Chris Cross. The last style bender. Style bender. The last style bender. I love the sugar show. Sugar show, baby! Woo! I love the sugar show. I love, I love, I, 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 I love the sugar show. Welcome to the community, MMA. It's your boy, Chris Cross. And man, what's the world coming to? Israel Adesanya? Going to divorce court. That's the joke of the day. Because it's not really divorce court, but he's being taken to court by his ex-girlfriend who wants half. Men, please hear this. She wants half of his earnings. They were never married. Ex-girlfriend. I don't even know how long they were together. But she wants half of his earnings. So Adesanya faces this situation. I don't know what the laws or rules are in New Zealand. I have no idea how this will transpire. I don't know. To me, it seems like it should just be dismissed, but it seems like there's a case here. I don't know. Adesanya says women's standards are, mer- are merely fairy tales to have after living in a nightmare. Laugh out loud. Women. Imagine being so entitled that you think you deserve what a man has worked his whole life for. This is what Israel Adesanya is saying. The last style bender. So, me, I'm confused because I'm like, how can you even seek a, a, a case against someone that you were just dating and say, hey, we were together during this time and I want half of all his earnings? I mean, if, if this goes through, men are going to be like, are they really going to want to date women? <laughs> or, or, Basically, now, uh, you'd have to sign a contract upon meeting a girl, right? I mean, is that really what women want? I don't think women want that. If you really, you know, say she wins, say he's got to give up some money just because he dated this girl. She was with him when he was winning some fights and he was making some money. That, That changes the nature of the entire game, whatever that game is. Men dating women is the game I'm referring to. Sean O'Malley weighed in. He said, I'd seen Izzy tweet something and I was confused because I really didn't know. They're not married, right? Wants half of his stuff, Sean O'Malley said. It's hard to process. I love the sugar show. It's hard to process. Even as I'm reading the quotes, it's hard to process. O'Malley goes on. The sugar show goes on saying, I don't know how the relationship was because I... Didn't even know he had a girlfriend. But to one half of what he's gone out there and done is absolutely ridiculous. And I think a lot of UFC fighters would share this sentiment, right? I mean, a lot of guys in general. You know, women, please weigh in. In the comments section, chat room, whatever. But are we missing something here? He dated a woman for a short amount of time. Well, maybe not short because I really don't know either. I'm like O'Malley. I don't know... Uh, how long they even dated for. Sugar show, baby! <laughs> Woo! Yes. 
So let's say they dated one year, three years, four years. I mean, is there a number where like you're together long enough now, you're not married and you got to share your income? Because then what if she makes more? What, what if the woman makes, you know, it's very confusing. But I read this today and I was like, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back here. Because I did hear one time, it's like 10 years ago, where a guy was dating a girl, not really a friend, you know, it's like a friend of a friend. And he had the girl sign a contract, like the first couple weeks they met, and said she wouldn't seek any of his stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So you see this, and it's like, maybe it is a thing. Maybe I'm naive, I don't know what's going on. But if you date someone for a short amount of time, you get half of their stuff. That seems pretty wild to me. I'm not down for that. But nonetheless, listen, we got a week of fights coming up. You like that segue? We got a bunch of good fights coming up this week. One I really love is the main event. And we did this last week as the fight got moved to this week. And that's Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. We're going to start with that today because I'm conflicted here in this prediction because I like both fighters. I like Dern and I like Hill. And if Hill can win, it allows her to jump in the ranking. She's back. She'll get a top five contender next. But Dern seems to have hit her stride now. You know, she's still going to lose a fight here and there, but it seems like she's going to win more than she loses and could still make a run at the title. Plenty of time. So let's get into that prediction, and we'll come back and break it down further. In the women's strawweight division at UFC Fight Night, Enzi Dern, 12-3, and three, the Brazilian taking on Angela Hill comes in at 15 and 12 and I'm totally conflicted in this prediction because I like both Dern and Hill if you can't tell from previous predictions. Dern one inch taller at 5'4". She's eight years younger at 30. A lot of time left for Mackenzie Dern. Now she's given up two inches in reach to Angela Hill. Both stand right-handed. Now overkill Hill 5.7 significant strikes per minute. You think about that. She's 15 and 12, and she lands 5.7 significant strikes per minute. That's ridiculous. Dern, three significant strikes per minute. So you're thinking, first thing you should think is Mackenzie Dern, Brazilian, not very active on the feet, great takedown game, right? You'd be wrong. Less than one takedown over the course of three rounds. Angela Hill, basically even in that area. So takedown defense could be important. Mackenzie Dern, 40%. That's not very good. Angela Hill, much better. 77% takedown defense. So already, I like Angela Hill's stats better. But will that hold up? Because Mackenzie Dern has faced a lot of good fighters early on in her career. Now, she just come, came off a loss to him with uh, Jan Gianan, who KO'd Jessica Andrade this past weekend at UFC 288. Lost that by majority decision. Had two takedowns on Gionan. That That was big. Before that, she beat Tisha Torres, lost to Marina Rodriguez. And prior to that, she was on a nice run over Hannah Cyphers, Ronda Marcos, Verna Jandaroba, Nina Nunez. Before she hit some road, you know, her speed bumps in two of the last three fights. Now over Kill Hill, coming off back-to-back wins over Emily Decote and Lupe Godinez by decision. She did lose to Verna Jandaroba. That's key. Uh... Close decision loss. In fact, she had three close decision losses in a row to Jandaroba, Limos, and Torres. She did beat Ashley Yoder prior to that. 
earlier uh, in the career, not really that much earlier, but back in September of 2020, she suffered back-to-back losses against uh, Michelle Watterson Gomez, Michelle Watterson at the time, and Claudia Gadea. Both split decision losses, and if you go back and watch those reactions, I was upset about both of them because Angela Hill should have won both of those fights. She outstruck her opponent in both of those. Granted, they were close fights, split decision worthy, I'm sure, but those two fights, if she would have won those, it would be a much different situation. Her record would be more spread out. Angela Hill is capable of beating anybody on any given night, right? She just needs some things to go her way, but... As much as I like Angela Hill, and I don't remember picking against her in a while prior in the last seven fights, I'm going to go with Mackenzie Dern in this fight because I still think the sky is the limit for Mackenzie Dern. She's hit some road, or I said that again, not roadblocks, but speed bumps along the way, but she's still 12 and 3. She's only 30 years old. You know, she's going to get back in the win column and start winning. I do believe that Mackenzie Dern. Uh, a little bit slimmer of a shot now, but I still think Mackenzie Dern is a future champion. She just hasn't had the right path to get there and had some things in her personal life that she had to get past. Not bad, just, you know, certain things. Now she's refocused on the career. She's probably got a good four to six year window and the time is now. So Mackenzie Dern's going to come in and win this thing, but it's not going to be easy. It'll be by close decision to move to, and I won't be surprised if she drops around. Uh, but she'll win to move to 13 and 3. Hill will fall to 15 and 13. Women's strawweight division, UFC, fight night. Very conflicted. Very tough fight to predict here. I like both, as I've said three times now. Looking forward to a great fight because after this, we get uh, a week off, get our bearings straight. We'll start getting some predictions done for these pay per view events coming up UFC 289, UFC 290. During those off weeks, you always get some big news. Maybe we'll get something on Hamza. Who knows? But big main event here. Hopefully, we can get to 13-4 and on the year. We would like that. Co-main event, Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez. This is going to be a crazy, crazy co-main event. In the middleweight division at UFC Fight Night, you got Edmund Shabazian taking on Anthony Hernandez. Two guys with good records, right? Shabazian 12-3. and Hernandez comes in. At 10 and 2. Now, Shabazian is two inches taller, but he's given up one inch in reach, 75 to 74 in favor of Hernandez. Not a big deal. Both guys fight right-handed. Now, in terms of activity, it's kind of close. Shabazian, 3.6 significant strikes per minute. Hernandez right at four significant strikes per minute. So, very close. You expect only like five or six significant uh, strike difference based on those stats. Now, here's the big one. Takedown average. Hernandez lands like two takedowns per round. Over his career. Shabazian gets two over the course of three rounds. So that's the difference maker for Hernandez. So the next question is, what's Shabazian's takedown defense? 65%. Now he's coming off the win against uh, Lungi Ambula by KO. Big win there after three, after suffering three losses in a row. He lost to a Mavol by KO. Jack Hermanson took him down three times. He lost by decision. Brunson KO'd him in the third after he gave up four takedowns so seven takedowns against Hermanson and Brunson so that's where you see uh, his takedown defense struggles right against the big fighters now is Anthony Hernandez on that level not quite but I still think Hernandez gets some takedowns when you look at Anthony Hernandez he's come up the win over Marc-Andre Barrio submission Josh Fremd decision and Rodolfo Vieira 
submission. <clears throat> so it's very clear to me that Anthony Hernandez has a good opportunity to win this fight, right, with the takedowns. That should limit the ability for Shabazian to land significant strikes. Anthony Hernandez is 10-2. and two. I mean, Shabazian's 12-3, and three, but Hernandez better in significant strikes, barely. Much better in takedowns. And Shabazian doesn't have a perfect takedown record. So Hernandez is going to take this thing to the ground, win two out of three rounds to get the decision. To move to 11-2, and two, in my opinion, here in the middleweight division, UFC fight night. Yeah, so we'll have to remember that. Anthony Hernandez via control time, takedowns, can get it done that way and lead in significant strikes. I mean, that's what's going to have to happen for him to win. So it's not going to be easy, you know, when you're taking a guy you know has to get takedowns on the feet. might not go his way. But if he has the ability to take his opponents down. His opponent, uh, Shabazian, has decent takedown defense. So that's where... The fight comes down to. If it stays on the feet, I like Shabazian's chances. But I'm banking on Anthony Hernandez getting his fight to the ground. Now we skip down to fight four. Forget fight three. It's just a filler. We go down to fight four. You got Andre Fialio versus Yaquin Buckley. Forget about it. In the welterweight division of UFC fight night, you got Andre Fialio taking on Yaquin Buckley. I love this fight. This is a great fight. Fialio, 16 and 6. Buckley, 15 and 6. Now, Fialio, 2 inches taller, 6 feet. Both guys, 29 years old, prime of their career. Buckley's got a 2-inch reach advantage. He fights left-handed, southpaw. Fialio fights right-handed. Now, Buckley leads in both areas. Significant strikes per minute, 3.9 to 3.1. So, he's a little more active. Also, he lands like a takedown each fight or over the course of three rounds. Nothing for Fialio. But, I mean, Fialio is still 16-6, and six, so he's finding ways to win. He's got a 71% takedown defense. That'll help. Coming off back-to-back losses to Salikov, KO. He's also KO'd by Jake Matthews. For that, he beat Van Camp by KO and Miguel Beza by KO. I mean, he's winning or losing in style. You can give him, give him that. On the other hand, Buckley, 66% uh, takedown defense, right about average. Back-to-back losses to Chris Curtis by KO and a Mavov. Nazaruddina Mavov by decision, but he beat Dureyev and Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. So he's got some big wins there as well. And this one's easy for me. I mean, Fialio is good, but I just like Yaquin Buckley uh, to win this fight. To me, he's just better. He's going to be more active. He'll probably get two takedowns in this fight, a little ground and pound. He's two to one favor for a reason. So I like him to win, in my opinion, to move to 16 and six, likely by KO, welterweight division, UFC fight night. Yes, I can't go against Yaquin Buckley, man. KO specialist. And if he falls here, I just take a hit on the prediction because a lot of this prediction is just me liking Yaquin. And I want to see a big finish. It, a big finish over Fialio would be huge. It'd be saying a lot. Because Fialio is no joke, man. But that's what it looks like this weekend for a two-week break. And then we get deep into basketball, right? Cause you got the Lakers. And the Nuggets, and of course you got the Heat, baby, representing today. South Florida style, taking on Boston in the rematch from last year. Game seven. Oof, that hurt. But we get a second opportunity. But now it's time to jump into uh, the Q&A. Justin Gonzalez says, hey, brother, 
We both know what Hamza is capable of. Keep posting these videos because not many people are seeing the truth. Yeah, people were, I mean, I went on Twitter the other day and there's just thousands and thousands of comments of stuff that's true, not true. You know, you, know, you got to, people believe the stuff that's not true more than true. You just got to keep it real. And the, right now, he's either fighting Usman or Costa. That's what's real. And nothing is set in stone. Gonzalez weighs back in. Uh, it's the same one. Robin Hood says, yes, Chris Cross is right. I like that when people say I'm right. You don't get that too much. Falah Nazir, member. And we're, we're going to continue building the members, but much appreciated there. Thank you for them updates, man. Thumbs up. Yes, no doubt. Keep you updated on all upcoming fights, reactions, storylines. That's what we do here on the Community MMA. Visit us on YouTube.com backslash the Community MMA. Captain 2K gives a two thumbs up. EP man, he is a betting favorite against all welterweight. He has been the favorite since his debut in UFC until his last fight. Ain't nobody beating him. If UFC somehow go crazy to book him fight against two guys at once, he will still be the favorite. <laughs> yeah, man. I Listen, I'm all for it. Whatever we got to do to prove to the world. But just give him a good fight. Mr. Friendly, social media comments are irrelevant. Has no bearing on the actual fight itself. I agree with you 100%. I don't know what you're referring to or what I said. But I agree with that comment 100%. It has no bearing. It has no bearing. What's said means nothing. Two guys say, hey, we want to fight each other. One of them behind the scenes isn't accepting the fight or keeps making demands so the fight can't happen. Shady Orphan 420 says, Hamza, I got to make weight. Well, yeah, of course. But what weight class is it against Usman? Right? What weight class is he going to fight uh, Usman at. It's got to be 185. We'll settle for 180, but what does a catch weight do? Like Dana White always says, it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. But we'll settle for 180. We want the fight at 185. 170 for Hamza is a waste of time. Because even if he wins and now you're down to four, because you still got Bilal Muhammad in the mix. And we're not trying to fight Usman to get the Bilal. I mean, let's be real. If that's what has to happen, let's just fight below. I'm not against that whatsoever. That will be interesting. But Hamza still wins, of course. You know, that's just how we feel. But listen, big week ahead. Hadassan is headed to divorce court, even though he was never married. It's crazy. It's your boy Chris Cross. Have a great day and God bless. Peace.